0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's get it. Ah! All football, all the time. You're listening to The Best Football Show, hosted by Elliot Sure What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore-Parks. Today is Thursday, April 6th, and this is the Best Football Show Podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that auto-download button so that you get all the episodes first and leave a five-star review while you're at it because all those things help the show grow. All right, Today, I want to talk about the player that I think is the biggest X-factor in the NFC. We've talked this week a lot about the NFC. The best teams, the best quarterbacks, and clearly when you look at the conference... It is wide open. You look at the Eagles as a team that last year, you know, somewhat dominated it, made the Super Bowl fairly easy on their way to the playoffs, but they did lose a bit of talent and you know, it is tough to go back. So even the Eagles for as talented as they are, you would think they'd have a bit of a rough, you know, it'll be tougher to get back to the Super Bowl this year. But when you look at the rest of the conference, it is completely wide open. And it is going to come down to quarterback play. So when you project what is going to happen next year, who's going to win what divisions, who's going to be the number one seed, who's going to go to the Super Bowl, who's going to win the conference, to me, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott is the biggest X factor in the NFC. And when I project to next year, I think he is absolutely set for a bounce back year off of coming off what might be the worst year of his career, Maybe not statistically, but if you just look at in terms of disappointment, the interceptions at the end of the year, the poor playoff performance against San Francisco, I think Dak is coming off of the, best, the worst year of his career. But I think when you look at his play and you dissect it closer, there is real reason to think he's going to bounce back. And if he does, Dallas goes to being already one of the best teams in the NFC, but maybe a team that if they can do away with their playoff demons and kind of overcome the classic Dallas always blows it in the playoffs, but just on their roster, their coaching staff and their quarterback. If Dak can be the quarterback, they're paying him to be. If Dak can be that top eight quarterback in the NFL, they could win the NFC. So, so why do I have faith that Dak is going to have a bounce back year? Well, first, if you look at it, he was in a lot of ways the same quarterback he's always been last year, right? I mean, just talk about, uh, you know, just his his accuracy, scoring points. Dallas is always going to be a team to point put puts points on the board with Dak Prescott at quarterback. But two key areas that show that really he he made good decisions last year, and he did move the field up and uh, the, the team up and down the field. If you look at his completion percentage for his career, for his career, where he has been a very good quarterback, no question about it. For his career, he is at 66.6% completion percentage. Good completion percentage, especially with the type of throws he makes. He's been an accurate quarterback. Last year's completion percentage, 66.2. So a very, very minor dip. But for the most part, he did a good job with his accuracy, with his decision-making, and he moved the ball up and down the field. Now, when he got into the red zone, he also did a good job getting the Cowboys into the end zone. If you look at his touchdown percentage for his career, so the percentage of throws that resulted in a touchdown. For his career, 5.1%. For last season... 5.8%, 5.8%. So it was a little bit above, but at the very least when you look at him throwing the ball, he was as accurate as he's been and he got the team in the end zone as much as he normally does or at least close, right? So those are to me very encouraging signs. I think that this idea that he was all over the all over the place that his, you know, decision making was all over the field, it, like it was a disaster, I don't really think that's the case what was the issue for Dak last year? And I'm not telling Cowboys fans anything they don't know, but what the biggest issue for Dak last year was the interceptions. Like point blank period. He moved the ball well, he made nice throws, but there were those killer interceptions. You think to the, you know, the game against Tennessee on Thursday night, the San Francisco game. Like just bad time, bad timing with the interception. Not that there's ever a good time for it, but it felt like he would be moving and then all of a sudden an interception came. So how bad were the interceptions? First of all, I mean, you know, it was all over the place and he, you know, he led the league in interceptions despite not playing a full slate of games, but... Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When you look at for his career, he's been pretty good taking care of the ball. For his career, he throws interception about 2% of his throws. If you look at the last four years prior to to 2022, he was at 1.7, 1.8, 1.8 again, 1.5. So a very good job taking care of the ball. Last year... 3.8%. 3.8%. So on the career, it almost doubled. He almost doubled his career average when it came to his interception percentage. And if you look at his last four years, I mean, he hadn't been above two since his second, uh, since the second year of his career, the year after he came in as a rookie. So he has done a good job taking care of the ball. The issue last year was he was at 3.8%. Like that Like is way too high. It's double what he's been throughout his career. But if you look at, again, the completion percentage and the touchdown percentage, he did a good job moving the ball. So will Dak be able to take better care of the ball? One of the reasons I think he will be able to is they did go out and get him a better number two receiver. Obviously, C.D. Lamb, a stud receiver, if not a legit number one, like a 1A. I mean, he has almost everything you want in an outside starting receiver, 158 targets. He had to throw it to CeeDee Lamb a lot. So part of the issue is when you only really have one guy you're consistently targeting... A, you look for him more, obviously, which leads to poor decisions in terms of interceptions, but also the defense knows that you're going to go after him, right? Or you're at least going to target him. So the defense, for the most part, last year with Dallas was able to look and go, okay, if we focus on CD, they don't really have anybody else. Dalton Schultz, a nice tight end. He's gone for what it's worth. He's in Houston now, but he was second on the team in 89 targets. After CD Lamb, in terms of receivers, Noah Brown, Michael Gallup nice players, not really number two receivers. Now they've gone in and they've brought in Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, I think, is a very underrated receiver. He's been putting up good numbers, despite not really ever having a quarterback in his career that he could really trust. I mean, you can make an argument, Dak Prescott's the best quarterback he's ever played with in his career, you know, outside of, I mean, he was with Tom Brady obviously early on, but outside of that, like in the past few years, at least this is the best receiver, Brandon cooks, a uh, best quarterback, Brandon Cooks will have played with. So I think when you add Brandon Cooks to this offense next to CeeDee, it's A, going to make it easier to target CeeDee Lamb, but also the targets that were going to Noah Brown and Michael Gallup are now just flat out going to a better receiver. Brandon Cooks will create more separation. He'll you know get down the field. So those contested catches last year that he was throwing towards Noah Brown and Michael Gallup, now he's throwing them towards Brandon Cooks. So I think Cooks is going to go a long way helping this offense now they'll need to replace Dalton schultz they still need to go out and get a good tight end but just from a receiver perspective i think the cowboys have improved and that is going to make dak better so if dak can cut down on his interceptions and i think he will because of brandon cooks the cowboys have everything else you're looking for they have a really good defense they have a really good pass rush the acquisition of Stephon Gilmore, I think, might be one of the more underrated acquisitions in the entire NFL this offseason. I think he fell off a little bit in terms of recognition because he went and played for, frankly, irrelevant franchises. The Carolina Panthers, Indianapolis Colts, they're not playing in any big games. But when you look at it in the pro football focus, uh, you know, stats back this up. He was really good last year. He was arguably a top five cover corner in the NFL. So with Stephon Gilmore on one side, you can move Diggs over where he's probably more suited to be a number two corner. And then you have that pass rush. The defense is there. Like if Dak takes care of the ball and doesn't put the defense in bad spots, the Cowboys aren't going to give up a lot of points. They were fifth in the league or fifth or sixth in the league last year in points allowed. They're bringing back Dan Quinn. I think the Cowboys' defense is good to go. So with the addition of Stephon Gilmore, you still have you you add Brandon Cooks, you still have C.D. Lamb. The defense is there. Everything around Dak is primed for him to take a, a leap forward. And if he does, if he does cut down in the interceptions, if he's a better quarterback than he was last year, the Cowboys are right there. For as much as the Eagles dominated the twenty. 22 season from the NFC perspective, it took them till the final game of the year to clinch the division. And everything went right for the Eagles. Everything. When you look at the Cowboys, not a lot of stuff did. Dak missed time. He had a bad year, right? Like there were issues that the Cowboys had last year that, frankly, the Eagles didn't. Uh, So when I look at it, I say if Dak can come out and be a better quarterback, he's arguably the second best quarterback in the conference. And there are other guys that could take leaps forward. Justin Fields, for example, but the Bears are not winning anything next year. The Niners have a very good roster. They don't have a quarterback nearly as talented on the roster as Dak Prescott. So Dak Prescott, to me, is going to be the deciding factor in the NFC. We know what Jalen Hurts is going to be. We know the Eagles are probably going to take a bit of a step back, but still be a double-digit win team. We know the Niners are good but don't have a quarterback. Like When you look at it, we know what the Vikings are. The Lions are a team that maybe would take a step forward, but they're anticipated to do that. So when I look at the conference, it really is the Cowboys is the biggest X factor. And the biggest X factor for them is Dak Prescott. And when I project forward, when I look at what next year could be, I would not bet against Dak Prescott having a bounce-back year. And as a result... I think the Cowboys are going to be right there in terms of competing for the NFC and pushing the Eagles for that division title and ultimately for that conference title. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear and I'll talk to you guys next time.